Yo, what is going on, everybody? Uh, welcome to the Buds and Sports Podcast. Uh, this is your host, Francis, today, opening up the episode. We are missing our good buddy, Dougie. Dougie, Dougie, Dougie. But with me today, I do have my good buddy, Spuddy. Ooh, what's going on, everyone? You already know. Oh, I already messed up. See, it's already weird. What's going on, buddies? <laughs> Spuddy McGee here. Yeah. Not everyone, it's buddies. But what's good? Buddies. What's going on, buddies? We here for week 17 DFS DraftKings Millionaire Maker. The last and, two uh, weeks. The last two weeks. The last two. The last two to win big. I mean, we are going to get the playoffs, but this is the last two weeks for the Sunday main slate. This is the, the this is the, the big meat stew. This is the big meat the big stew. Meat stew. <laughs> this is the big meat stew right here because next week we don't know who's going to play. Maybe some guys take off. We don't know, but this is the last meaty lineup, mm. I would say. Meaty. Mm-hmm. Meaty. And there was no Thursday night football, so this Sunday slate is loaded with 14 games. 14. Loaded. Veggies, potatoes, meat. Everything that stew, <laughs> that stew is brewing. That's some gumbo right mm-hmm. there. That's some gumbo. Mm-hmm. Fuck the meat. It's we got crab legs in there. We got potatoes, corn, sausage, everything. <laughs> everything with juicy matchups all over the place. So let's let's get right into this slate. We are gonna have open discussion for the quarterbacks since usually Dougie takes us away with the quarterbacks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, off top, I, I'm gonna start us off here. I. I really, really like Josh Allen this week. Um, you, you do. I do. I do. I think Buffalo is not trying to throw the division. Yeah. Uh, so they are they are taking this game very seriously. They're not trying to take a, another L that they're not supposed to take. And mm-hmm. another reason why I know we're not talking about running backs, but I do feel like Singletary, at the price that he's at and the uh, the type of production he's been having the past two weeks, I do think Singletary is going to be very, very chalky this week for the Falcons game. Mm-hmm. I think a good pivot could be Josh Allen. Um, and, I, and I could see Josh Allen, if he decides to use his legs in this game, getting close to 100 rushing yards against his defense. So Yeah, I, you know what? Because obviously this week you see a lot of juicy matchups, but also the potential of trap games. Oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I find this matchup more of a situation where um, if it's going to be a trap game, it's going to be a high scoring one. I'm not, yeah. You know, if, if it's somewhat of a trap game, it's going to have to be high scoring because I don't see Atlanta's defense re- like putting the locks on Josh Allen. It's not going to be a Jaguars Buffalo game, right? You right. Know, that that's 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 why I'm not seeing in this game. If if Atlanta's coming to play, it's going to be scoring. That's that's it. And if it no, if if they yeah. both don't score, then I'm a fucking hate. Oh yeah, because I no, know, I, I'm going like, to make big yeah. money on this. I'm going to bet big money on this. <laughs> On this game, this particular game? I mean, a lot of my tickets will probably have this game probably going towards Buffalo, though. Yeah, I'm going to have to double-check the weather for this game just to make sure, you know, there's no funny business. That's really the Um, only thing. It's not really giving, like, sunny, cloudy or rain. It's, like, giving it fog, haze. mm, I don't know. Well, my main concern is as long as the wind... Is as long as it's not wet 
And as long as it's not extremely windy, then but the, it's it'll be fine. But the funny thing is, Buffalo will still fucking throw it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You ain't give a fuck about the wind. You're yeah. right. Yeah, well, you better learn how to throw in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. That that was interesting that they ended up throwing it around 30 times that game. Yeah, I mean, but Patriots, but so. like you said, Josh Allen will use his legs in this game. And I think they're going to open that possibility that. even more now. Yeah, it, it's just interesting. Um, you know, if you are going to go Josh Allen here and you – and you're talking about stacks, it's it's kind of hard with the Bills these days to figure out the right stack just because it's going to be like Emmanuel Sanders. I don't know how far of a backseat he took. Cole Beasley is barely coming back from being on the COVID list. But Isaiah McKenzie and Gabriel Davis have been balling out. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really hard to tell, like, who's going to get the majority of the snaps and who's going to get a lot of the volume. Yeah. Um. I like I like McKenzie and Davis more than Beasley and Sanders because I really feel, yeah I, f- I I feel like they're going with more youth when it comes to those positions now compared to Beasley. They and just Sanders. seem more explosive in the past game with those guys in. They are and and they that's so. the thing they fill in Beasley and the Sanders spot with no problem. Mm-hmm. They literally take yeah. that role because McKenzie had a game last week. Davis, when he's in for Sanders, has great games. And Diggs scores. And the thing is, Diggs is still valuable because, yeah, he is more of like a security blanket getting used this season, but he still gets touchdowns. He still gets yeah. first downs. He has some volume with him. You know, but I, I mean, I, yeah. w- I wouldn't put him on my DraftKings lineup expecting a lot. But mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. same time, just player wise, Diggs is a very valuable piece to that offense. So I can oh, see yeah. I can see Allen just going off with you know those type of passing plays. Yeah, yeah. I Diggs is the safe pick. He's clearly the number one. Always gets the volume. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go for the second uh, top guy. Who do you like? Man, here? man, man. This is a tough one because like a part of me really wants to go Tom Brady. Cause yeah, the, I don't blame you. You know, I, and here, here's the thing: I, I, I won't be mad if I double down on the uh, Tom Brady against the Jets. Because, mm-hmm. because here's, yeah, here's the thing: Tom Brady is. I mean, he went against the Panthers. They scored 32, and um, I think the Panthers only put like six or nine points last week. Yeah, I felt like that yeah. didn't do John Brady justice though, because it was a lot. Of, mm-hmm. It was turnovers as well, so it was short field. Tom Brady needs, I see. Tom Brady needs a game where he just fucking airs it out. Yeah. And it might be against the fucking Jets. Yeah, I mean, he has experience against this franchise. Mm-hmm. And and the thing is, I I think Gronk will have a big game this week too. So that type of connection, I think Tom Brady is going to have a good game, especially if it connects with Gronk. I, I agree with you. I, I do kind of have Gronk as one of the hard locks this week. But, I, I, I do. You know, I do. And Tom yeah. Brady, I feel like, you know, he's not going to fuck around the last two weeks of the year. He's going to play it safe, but at the same time, he's going to light it up as well. So I like I like, yeah. Tom, I like Tom Brady this week. Um, mm. Side note. What do you think about 
Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow matchup this week. Oh man, man, oh man, this is, game is that the Trav it, game? It's <sighs> it's so hard to read this game. So hard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I do feel like the Chiefs kind of are trending upwards on their offense, um, but. The the Bengals defense isn't terrible, so not it just they're not. And and you know what? That offense is healthy right now. I don't think they're going to be missing any key pieces um, heading into this game. So it could be a back and forth game, but it also it also could be a very hard fought. You know, twenty one to seventeen. I could also see that type of shit. Um, Mistakes can happen on both sides. Yeah. um, But, you know, I do think it's, what is it? Is it the featured game? They they should, they really should have flexed this game, in my opinion. They should have made this Sunday night. They really should have. Yeah, they should have made it a night game. But I I think, you you know, if you're asking me, my gut tells me it's going to be a really good game. So I, I do think it, it does have potential to be like game, game, game of the year contender. Uh, I hope not, so. not the game of the year, but game of the year contender for sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping for that because, I mean, we we might be crossing our fingers to see this in the playoffs, but how the AFC is right now, we might not see it. Mm-hmm. We, we might That's not true. see it. So let's just savor up the moment right now and get this game. And make sure it's a great one. Yeah. And both teams are still playing for something. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, no, one, no one's going to be holding back this game. Uh, it's an AFC uh, pretty much matchup. Qu- so, Question. Who do you think has the better offense? Chiefs or? Um, right, right now, as of today, I'm going to give the edge to the Bengals. Um. <sighs> Because if I stack the the receiving room that to was, the like the the Bengals receiving room is stronger in my opinion. I think Tyreek Hill obviously carries uh, that receiving room in in, in Kansas City a he lot. Does, like he does. I think Tyreek Hill, out of all the receivers, Chiefs and Bengals, is the best receiver. But as a collective unit, I think Bengals have the more talent. T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase, like they're all very, very capable receivers. I feel so, like I feel like their route running's also in sync. Yeah. Like to the point yeah. where um they're like running together when they're scoring touchdowns. Like, like it was all T. Higgins perfectly planned. Exactly. And 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 you were right about T. Higgins last week uh, having a big game. I mean, he emerged as a monster, almost 200 receiving yards. Crazy. You, yeah. you know, breaking this. He broke the slate. Yeah, he did. T. Higgins broke the slate last week. If you didn't have T. Higgins on your lineup, you you didn't win a bag. Nope. I'm sorry. <laughs> nothing, man. Because, yeah, you had T. Higgins. Honestly, all of them went off with big yards. Higgins, oh yeah, to, you could have started Boy. the Bengals offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could have Joe mm-hmm. Mixon in there. Fuck. Yeah, it was just a total beatdown on the Ravens. I think um, I saw one winning lineup, and it had three of the Bengals on there. No, yeah, it had Burrow, Mixon, Higgins. Yeah, it had to. Mm-hmm. I um, think I even saw Boyd in there. 
or or, or it might have been Burrow, Boyd, and Higgins. Yeah, because uh, I yeah, I, it was it was too heavy. I'm like, God damn, they really took that risk. Yeah, <laughs> fucking pay it off. Pay it off. Sometimes, sometimes that happens. Um, but yeah, Tom Brady, I don't blame you against the Jets. Uh, he's played them plenty of times. He's used to New York. He's lived in that division his whole career. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. I think he's going to be connecting with Gronk a lot this weekend. So yeah, that, that's a stack I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Um, um going down under six thousand. Let's um let, let's see what value we could get this week if there's any under. if there is any value. So I'm going to start at the very very bottom. So my two quarterbacks of the week are literally on the opposite ends. I have Josh Allen as the most expensive. Mm-hmm. And then I got Trey Lance against the Houston Texans. So you think At- Trey Lance is going to play? Yes, because Jimmy tried to practice today and he couldn't go. Oh, um, so oh, because I, 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 the last thing I saw is the possibility... And yeah, like he tried, like Jimmy tried to come out and be like, no, I'm good. I'm good. And then he went out there and then he went right back in. And <laughs> so it's not looking good. It's not looking good. And honestly, at this point, I would hate it if we got to game day and uh, Jimmy, without one single practice under his belt this whole week, starts the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I would much rather have Trey Lance be taking reps right now. and. And start him against the Houston Tanking Texans. I mean, we started him against two division rivals, mm-hmm. right? And both in both games, uh, he was only within a touchdown uh, mm-hmm. from from pretty much tying up or winning. Yeah. Um, so against the Seahawks, he put up twenty DFS points. Against the Cardinals, which was a very ugly game, mm-hmm. uh, he was still able to get to fifteen. Yeah. So. I think if they have a game plan for Trey Lance against the Houston tanking Texans, he I should expect at least twenty to twenty five from this guy. Yeah, you have your, um, you have your best chance of winning with Trey Lance, best um, yeah. moment to build momentum with him as well. Right. I mean this this right. is the opportunity and, because last thing you want to is have um, Garoppolo go in, only play a series, and say I'm done. And there's Trey yeah. Lance getting thrown into it and not having a rhythm or anything. Or, or yeah, or like literally like walking into that game because it's different. It's different when you, before game day, you're told, hey, you're starting on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And so you mentally prepare for that, right? Mm-hmm. Like you get yourself ready for that. But if he's walking into Sunday, like, I don't know what to expect. Like, I don't, I don't want that type of vibe mm-hmm. for him. Like he, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I think as a dual threat, um, you know, in the red zone, that I I do see them calling his number and and yeah. and see if he could punch it in. Yeah, they're um, gonna they're gonna pull some shit from the earlier in the season on Texans. Right. So that's why both both my picks are an opposite spectrum, just for similar reasons. Um, you got two mobile quarterbacks with strong arms, so they could get you both. They could get you passing yards. They could get you a big play. They could get you rushing touchdowns, and they're both versus very weak defenses. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is if Trey Lance starts and Josh Allen plays and both of them are duds, fuck you, DraftKings and football. <laughs> because one of them 
has to go against this type of matchup and their type of abilities, one of them has to go 25 to 35. Yeah. Like, maybe not both, but one of them. Mm-hmm. You're right. So You're right. Um, what's what's your value? Uh, the only other value I see is I see Tua. Uh, Tua, yep. Yeah. I mean, I, yep. I mean, maybe Carr, but a lot of players that were on the COVID list are getting off it that were on defense. So uh, I'm, I'm falling away from that pick from Carr. So Tua, he is still um, on his win streak right now. Um, yeah. Probably a, a little bit of a tough um, – I wouldn't. I wouldn't. The reason why I say they're a tougher defense than Saints last week because they've had they had some COVID issues. Saints, you know, with they didn't play with a hundred percent Saints defense last week. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, also it could be a little bit tricky too. Titans um, could flirt with the hey, you could throw on us, but we're going to try to pick you every time with Tua. So I really, mm-hmm. I really think Tua is going to get some yardage by that. Now I don't know if he's going to cause any turnovers, but remember, Tua has his legs as well. He could run it a bit, not too much, but yeah, he could run it a bit. G- good enough, and and that's a good point. Like Tua has been one of the most accurate passers, mm-hmm. uh, and that that's what you look for uh, at the at the quarterback position. You want efficiency, mm-hmm. so. It doesn't matter if a quarterback throws it 50 times. If he's only connecting 21 of them, that's yeah. not good enough. Yeah. So. Oh, I was letting you finish. Oh, I was I was just going to say, so Tua being an accurate passer, and then, yeah, against this Titans defense yeah. that has allowed uh, a lot of points to quarterbacks this mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, do, I do think that's a nice value play. Yeah, and the thing is, <clears throat> I mean, we used to talk shit on Tua a lot during – during the probably their losing streak, um, but at the same time, um, Tua's winning streak, he's gotten a lot more confident in his throwing. I, I want to say because um, mm, yeah, yeah, definitely. You know his his average his average has been going up per pass attempt. So it used to be mm-hmm. low. Mm-hmm. Now it's more on the higher end where he's completing these longer plays with um, Devontae Parker and Jalen Waddle. So, you know, he's getting the help that he needs to um, extend the average. So right. it's it, it it's good. It's coming at the right time as well. So I, right. I and I think the momentum continues against a Titans team that is broken right now. I mean, they won last week, yeah. but some late game heroics basically had to happen for Tannehill and AJ Brown. Yeah, and and this, you know, you can't take this Dolphins defense lightly. No. I think I think they're going to come to play, and so I do I do kind of see this somewhat of a low scoring game. But like I said, if if Miami's defense shows up, um, and then Tua has a, a pretty good day, uh, you you could actually could see Dolphins taking an easy dub here. Yeah. Uh it yeah. just depends how well Tannehill and AJ Brown are connecting because as long as Derrick Henry isn't on this team, that is really the only hope Titans have is AJ Brown carrying, basically. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. so yeah. Well we'll see we'll see how that matchup goes. Mm-hmm. It was a nice pick. Mm-hmm. All right, let's 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 break down. Uh let's actually pick a quarterback. Totally forgot. 
Let's pick the quarterback for this uh, week. Who do we want to go value? Do we want to go top heavy? Let me look at. Yeah. Hmm. For some reason, like Jalen Hurts looks like the juicy pick because he's 32. I mean, against a 32 um, ranked defense, but I just feel like it's going to be a low scoring game. Yeah. It, it's a little trappy. Like mm-hmm. I, like you said, there's so many juicy matchups this week, but we have to consider some of them being traps because every week that happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week to me, <clears throat> one of the biggest traps of last week was Cordero Patterson against the Lions. Like, I really didn't think he was only going to put up eight. But, yeah, uh, you know, this Jalen Hurts one, it does seem like a layup. It does. It does, uh, especially with the price, too. With the price, with the matchup, it's just the fact that it's a division game, yeah. you can it, – it's risky. Yeah, it because is risky. What, what scars me is picking Jalen Hurts – and him going against the Giants where they lost, and it was like 13-7 or 13-6. Something very mm. low like that. I remember that. <sighs> disgusting. It yeah. Was disgusting. Yeah, no, I feel that. Um, I know Josh Allen's going to be top three this week. I know he is. You you know Josh Allen what? I feel, I feel like he'll be top three this week, top three quarterbacks this week. I just mm. kind of feel like... I, I, actually, I'm actually... In- it's actually an interesting thing because if the majority of the chalk is going to be on Singletary, mm-hmm. I don't know how many lineups are willing to run Josh Allen and Singletary just because you normally you normally wouldn't stack a quarterback with the running back. No, no, um, no, 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 not even. No. But but Singletary, I feel like when I did check his numbers in the passing game, he did get targeted around six or seven times. Oh, that's interesting. Um, so I don't know if he's going to continue that usage, and if that's the case, then it is possible to stack Josh Allen, um, just because he could he could throw him a touchdown. But yeah, <clears throat> um, you're right. It's just it's it's interesting to see where Josh Allen's going to be chalk wise, just because he's the most expensive, and like I said, Singletary is going to be a huge factor this week. Mm-hmm. So I honestly I'm okay with Josh Allen. I do like Tua. Tua, I feel like, is a pretty good matchup this week, especially since mm-hmm. he hasn't really had a game where he's passed 20 points since, what, week seven? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he, he, hasn't, he hasn't thrown for more than two touchdowns in a single game since week seven. And mm-hmm. against this Titans secondary, I feel like that's possible. Yeah. Possible he gets two or three. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. What do... What what is what is your what what can't you like pivot away from? I feel like let's spend big on quarterback this week. You want to go big? Yeah, let's go big. I'm down. Let's, let's, let's there's do some it. there's some nice matchups yeah, up yeah. here. Yeah, I see Russell Wilson's going against Detroit in Seattle. Yep. That's another one that's interesting. This is it's another one that might be a slipper, a sleeper. I mean, yeah, because um, this might be the last Seattle game, right? This week, so why at not, Seattle, possibly. Why not go out with a bang? Four, four tubs. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm. All right, Josh Allen is our quarterback. Josh Allen, don't let me down, boy. Please don't. Please don't. 
All right, Francis, go Wait. ahead. Take over the running backs now. Running backs. Let's get right into it. Oh, man, it's so hard to ignore the top guy in this in this position. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, man, it's it's going to be tough. Trying. Jonathan Taylor, like I'm not I'm not even going to I'm not picking him just because like, guys, it's it's not it. it there's nothing to analyze here. Like the Raiders. Bottom five in the run defense. Jonathan Taylor is an MVP this year. Um, and it's the Colts. They, they're they always going to run first. Mm-hmm. So I, I think Taylor is a pretty nice lock at 9K. Um, but if I'm going to be honest, um, I kind of, everyone else below that, I would say the next five running backs all the way down to CPAT, I don't really like those matchups so i'm a, my first one's gonna be montgomery against the giant at Ooh, home against the i like that that's a, that, that's Montgom- a matchup i like yeah so montgomery at 6500 at home against the giants his usage uh over the last two weeks have been very consistent um he's gotten anywhere from 18 to 21 touches in the rushing game and then he's been thrown to a total of 15 times uh, in the last two games. One for six targets, the other one nine. Um, so I think there is a lot of value here for, for Montgomery again, at home against a pretty bad team. I don't see the Giants putting up too many points on the, on the Bears. So no. I do think Montgomery's uh, game script stays relevant through the whole, whole four quarters. Mm-hmm. So, you know, It's not like Giants are going to pull away and then they can't give the ball to Montgomery anymore. Yeah. Um so that's the first one. Second one, um you're gonna okay. <laughs> There's an if 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 then. <laughs> Asterisk. If if Elijah Mitchell can't make it, and even if he can, it seems so sketchy because they're already splitting touches with him at practice with Jeff Wilson. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of it's really sketchy even if Elijah Mitchell gets cleared. But I think you were on to something. I might have been wrong about this guy, Rashad Penny. <laughs> Rashad Penny. Spuddy wow. has been keeping an eye on this guy. And uh I think I think you're right. I think he probably has taken over the starting job here. Yeah. Um Yeah, he did. And he, this this last game, second game over 100 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, what I failed to realize or remember, for some reason, my memory told me Rashad Penny was like a third or fourth round pick, but he no. actually was a first round pick. He was. Um, he was. So maybe he's a late bloomer. Maybe he's still kind of working to his ceiling as a first rounder. Um, and I think he's finding his confidence, at least. Uh with these with these past few games that he's had. So at home against the Detroit Lions, I like him. Um, but you know what? I'm not going to lie. On the other side, I actually like DeAndre Swift too, returning to this game. Is he returning? He is returning. There isn't even mm. a cue. He's, he's, he's logging full practices full right now. Force. Full. So at $100 less at 6K... That might like you can make a case for both these running backs for this game. You know, both sides have weak run defenses. I think as of late, though, mm-hmm. 
Um, the Lions have kind of been tightening, tightening up a little bit on the defensive side. They have. Um, they have. So you know what? They've been honestly consistent with keeping the games low. Yeah. Every now and then there's been, there's been some outbreaks from there. But when you think about the games that they almost won, mm-hmm. they're in the teens, early 20s. Yeah. You know, like, like 19, 24, 19, 16, 13, 16. So, exactly. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like the Lions defense, sometimes they do show up and play really gritty. Um, mm-hmm. So between the two, though, between Rashad Penny and DeAndre Swift, who do you think will be the chalkier one? Probably, it's probably going to be Penny because that's the name that's been out for a while. Mm, mm-hmm. DeAndre Swift yeah. is barely coming back. Um, yeah, they, I, yeah, he he was basically the number one there, but now that mm-hmm. Detroit has kind of leaned away from the run. And kind of leaned on the security blanket of um, St. Brown. Amon St. Brown. So there might be a split right there, but it could also be a good thing for Swift where, hey, you know, more opportunity for him to explode. Yeah, I think it does take away targets uh, from Swift in the passing game. Mm -hmm. But you're right. The fact that they kind defenses kind of do have to account for Amon St. Brown. You can't just put all your focus on Swift now. Exactly. And that might open things up for him. Yeah. yeah. And when he's running, he's a great runner as well. Not just the pass catcher. I mean, he blew up against the Cleveland and then Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, back to back one thirty, basically. Yeah. You know, no Swift. Swift was having an excellent, uh, fantasy season actually mm-hmm. uh before he got before he got injured mm-hmm, exactly and, um, so i do i do feel like if he's fully healthy and he co- and he's logging full practices and then it's going to be against the seahawks he should have a pretty good day he should I, hey you know what i wouldn't mind a swift penny like duel up lineup yeah yeah <laughs> because it's, yeah it's gonna be a cold game no matter what if it rains snows mm-hmm. there in Seattle, yeah. it's gonna be a cold game. It's gonna be like Which is interesting. Um, uh sorry, go ahead. No, no, because that's what happened last game against um the Bears. The Bears. You know Yeah, both Montgomery and Penny had a day. Mm-hmm. It's saying it's gonna yeah. rain in Seattle. Mm, yeah, you possibly could. You possibly could do the swift penny. Yeah. There's a possibility and- there. But if that I, is a possibility. But if I want to go with one over the other, I feel like Swift. Yeah. Now, now that I'm kind of looking at these two, I think I would give the edge just a little bit to Swift. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Moving on to value. Uh, it's not fun down here. Um, not anymore. I mean, not, it's hard, not it, anymore. It's hard to. It's hard to ignore Singletary just because, like I said, the last two games, um, he's he's been he's been producing and it seems like the Bills are giving their run game a little more of a chance. Uh, he mm-hmm. scored in the last two games. Um, the thing is, he has not broken that 20 point ceiling mark. But, hey, if he was ever going to do it this season, why not against the Falcons? Um, mm-hmm. So. I mean, if yeah, uh, 
like I said, since we're going with Josh Allen for this particular lineup, I don't know if we should go Singletary, but he is, he is a viable play. Like I'm not gonna lie, it's a, it's a, it's at home against the Falcons. Um, yeah, I guess with the second one, oh gosh, um, <sighs> Naeem Hines. Yes. I think Hines has a chance. Hines has a chance here to go 15 to 20 points. I know Taylor's going to get the bulk load. I know he's going to have the bigger game. But Hines is also capable of some pretty good uh, fantasy games. So I think he hasn't had one in a while. He hasn't even reached the double digits in, what, maybe eight weeks? Something like that, um, yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, six. In the last six weeks. Um. And he hasn't he hasn't gone into the end zone since week nine. Oh, I'm sorry. He did get a receiving touchdown week fifteen. But quiet. I do think I do think there in this for this game script, there's plenty plenty of touches to go around in the run game. Mm-hmm. And I think Naeem Hines does kind of get a bigger role uh for this particular game. So mm-hmm. those are my two values. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you take it away with your picks. Um, guys, I like this week. Um, this could be either or. I like Darrell Williams or Derek Gore from KC. Oh, Gore or Williams? Yeah, are they both splitting? They could be splitting. They could be. They could be. Mm. But if um Clyde Edwards Hilaire is out, then definitely. Ah, uh, that's I why. See. That's why because um. It's not looking good because he he remained sidelined in Thursday's practice. Hilaire. Yeah. So the door will yeah. be open for Williams and Gore to, you know, go off. And Gore is actually an explosive cat, especially when he comes to um, catching the ball out the backfield. Mm, so, I okay. mean, yeah. there, there's opportunity for either or to have great game. Um, yeah. With, with that being said... Another duo that I like or worth to mention would be Jordan Howard and Boston Scott. Now, mm. Jordan Howard has a stinger. He did practice a little bit, but Boston Scott has the advantage with no injury report, which means probably and Miles Sanders is out. Yeah, Miles Sanders is out, which means Boston Scott will probably take over um, goal line situations. Mm hmm. Because you're not gonna yeah. you're not gonna throw the guy with the stinger in goal line situations, are you? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and they're pretty low. Yeah. I mean, all the guys I mentioned have been under six thousand, so great value you'll yeah. be getting um from from them. So really, yeah. those are all the guy. Oh, there's one more feller I want to mention. One more Ooh. fucking guy that how how do we forget this goat? Rex fucking Burkhead. <laughs> <laughs> the real oh, RB1 of the Texans. <laughs> Look at those stats, man. Mm-hmm. I was Rex. about three weeks t- too early with Rex. Three yep. weeks too early. Yep. You're on to something. Though. I was, but it took me a while for it to hit. <laughs> now, I'm not saying he's going to do the same shit again. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> shit. If he even does about half of what he did 
Yeah, that's yeah. a win. Do you yeah. agree with me? Half of what he did is a win with Rex fucking Burkhead, right? Oh uh, yeah, at five thousand. If he just gets you fifteen to twenty, that's a dub. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh, yeah. why not? I know it's against your Niners, but who else yeah. does Houston have? Yep, that's a good point. So, Other than Cooks and Burkhead, but is Cook even playing this week? Is the next question. Uh, was it COVID that well, he was out? I think I think it was COVID because he was out. So Cook might be in. Yeah, but remember, Rex did most of his damage on the run. Right. So right. You know, watch out for his quick feet. But that's it for me. Yeah. It's all good. All right. Well, let me uh, recap my picks and we could we could select a running back or a couple running backs for our for our lineup. Of so, course. First top pick is going to be Montgomery, 6,500 at home against the Giants. And then... Um, Oof. You know what? I'm going to pivot here. I'm going to go Ooh. with Swift now that we've talked about it. Hey. So second one's going to be DeAndre Swift, 6K at Seattle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, first value, we're going to go Singletary, 5,400 chalk a week at home against the Falcons. And then we're going to go Naeem Hines at home against the Las Vegas Raiders at 5,200. The wild card. The wild card Hines. Wild card um, Hines. I kinda feel good about locking in Swift here. You wanna lock in Swift for the main one? Bet. I kinda like I mean, unless even yeah. if honestly, if you made a case for Rashad Penny, I'd be down too. But, bro, <laughs> so, like I said. Swift or Penny, bro, I'm down like to lock I, him, like lock I said, in. I'm down to lock in both. <laughs> That's how I'm feeling. Is there is there any value at running back that we feel confident about? Just so we're not in the in the top for both slots. But honestly, it is kind of rough down here. The values are more of a risk because they could hit. Yeah. There's the they have the potential to hit. It's just not guaranteed. Yeah, Swift and Penny. I feel like it's guaranteed. <sighs> Like at least one of them. <laughs> oh, oh, a, oh a, a guy I did I forgot to mention. Yeah, Jacksonville Jaguars backs up there, Ugubawe. Oh yeah, yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, He's yeah, going to yeah. be starting. Yes, he is. Since James Robinson is out with a partial Achilles tear, hope he gets it well soon. It will be against the, the Pats. It, it will scary. be very scary, but potential. Mm-hmm. He had 17 yeah. touches. And a touchdown, 15 points against the Jets, though. Sheesh. Now, yeah. against New England, there's a possibility. You know, there, I mean, there is. Just volume alone could probably get him there. Exactly, because I, I, I could see him touch the ball like 20 times. Yeah. So if, yeah. if Jacksonville was able to score a touchdown, it's going to be through him. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. So I mean, um, just throwing him out there, not. You know. I mean, fifty one hundred for your main starter. 
Um, go I'm Rex willing Burkhead. to do that because like our only other options. I mean, Burkhead, he does have a lot tougher defense. Uh, hey, we could go. We could go with Ubawe, Burkhead, or Scott. You know what? Or let's oh, let's go with this, this out, huh? Check this out. Who? Cam Akers. Mm, he is activated, He's right? Activated, yeah. It might be a little too early, but hey, there's been crazier things happening. Has he? Okay, has he been practicing? Is the question. He has last Thursday, and he was activated Sunday. Last Sunday. Hmm. So. It says McVeigh didn't want to commit yeah. to answering about him suiting up. Yeah. Um, ah, that's tough. Yeah. He, I, that's I, tough. Here's the thing. I wouldn't chance it. It was just the, hey, he's, yeah. he's getting some traction again. He's getting I'm, some traction. I'm kind of down to kind of to put the Jacksonville guy um, at 51, and if we could upgrade him um, to like let's say Penny mm-hmm. after we're done with the lineup, I'm okay. down. Okay, but for now, but for now, like I'm down, I'm down to take a chance on him. All right, all right, he's 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 putting in my lineup. Then all right, all right, all right. So we got Ogun Bowell <laughs> murdering his name. Ogun I'm so sorry. Ungbawe. <laughs> and D Swift. All right, Spuddy, take yep. us away with wide receiver. Okay. <laughs> A lot of juicy wide receiver matchups this week. Remember, folks, some injuries and some COVID is still out there. So this might affect your lineups. Could be good, could be terrible. But I am not putting Cooper Cup on my lineup this week. Ooh, we're fading cup. Yeah, and it's not a diss towards him. He is 9,500, the most I've seen in a while in one of these lineups. But yep. I just feel like he's he will get his point. He just is not going to be the best guy this week, I feel. Like, you, you could definitely have him in your lineup, no. but I feel like this week, though, he if he's top three, he's three. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But I know yeah. he'll be top five, but he's definitely gonna be on the outlook. And I want and I want you guys to get top with that price, you deserve at least top two. Yeah. And I no, don't I uh, don't think he's gonna deliver. I just don't. Think yeah, I think I think at that price you're really banking on thirty five plus points. Mm-hmm. And even at that price, guess what? I still feel like he's gonna be fucking chalky. I mean, yeah. Here, the only if I was if I was gonna make the case for Cup, it's the fact that he's so close to breaking so multiple records. Yeah, but it just that all depends how much your coach cares about that, though. Yeah, because I, I don't. We, I we've can't seen read, it. I can't read McVeigh. Yeah, and that's the, that's the thing. Like with with Shan, if if it was Shanahan I would tell you right now Shanahan won't, won't give a single fuck about we, we, records. We, we've seen it <laughs> we've seen it have you heard George Kittle yeah, yeah we've seen it 
Like yeah. George Kittle literally missed the record by a, a few yards by just a because half. Shanahan. By a half. Yeah. So, but if Cooper Cup is this close and there's two games left, I would assume that they're trying to at least get him there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that that's that's my fear is that they're just gonna go heavy cup just so he can get to his records or like like you said, McVay could just not give a shit and then mm-hmm. spread the ball around. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like Cup will get at least a hundred yards. Now, whether he gets yeah. a touchdown or not, I don't know. I can't yeah. guarantee that. Yeah. Well, going no. on to my main picks before I talk too much about Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh starting off at eight thousand seven hundred. We got Debo Samuel. Yes, sir. How do you not like this guy against the Houston Texans? The tanking Texans. The whatever you want to call guy. <laughs> you could call him an yeah. H-back. You could call him wide receiver, a running back, the wing back, whatever. Mm-hmm. He's going to get mm-hmm. you points. That's it. That's Just no. Yes, sir. I don't know if he's going to do it in the air. I don't know if he's going to do it as a running back. Who fucking knows? He scored 31 points last week. Mm-hmm. I, I I see him doing that again against the Texans. The thing is, he put up 31 points without a touchdown. Without. Without a rushing touchdown, without a receiving touchdown, just straight 31 grinded-ass points. <laughs> but... I, I do love this matchup. I, I kind of do have Debo as one of a hard lock, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's why he's on this list. Let's go, Debo. Oh, that was premature, but oh, well. Anywho, <laughs> going next to my top uh, other top pick. This one was a little bit hard one because it was more of who did I want to pick. Yep. And I got that who, and it's Amari Cooper. 6,600 against the Cardinals, the struggling Cardinals. The, hey, things are catching up to us, Cardinals. Mm -hmm. Got a lot of injuries, a lot of DNPs Mm -hmm. for practice, a lot of them from the defense as well. Cardinals not looking too too hot right now in the later in the season, which means light up them grills. Light up them grills. Cooper about to take him. Yep. Cooper. Amari Cooper. Cooper Cup. Not the Cooper Cup right. this time. It's the Amari <laughs> Cooper town. Yeah, I know. He's gonna he's gonna have a big game. I feel I feel like Cooper will have a hundred uh hundred twenty five yard game with a touchdown. Mm. That is what I'm thinking. Mm. Because the thing is the game's not gonna go away from them so early which means they're going to be able to do full drives. Like last yeah. week, Cowboys winning 56. Yeah. I mean, they've dealt with a lot of short field. So I was honestly surprised Dak mm-hmm. went over 300 yards last week because of all the short yardage yeah. they, they dealt with. So um, I, I like Amari Cooper. I feel, oh. like, I feel like they are kind of pressing for Cooper to get more usage towards later in the season. And yep. I think I I think Michael Gallup and C D Lamb, they're 
they're splitting the type of receptions of a slot receiver, I feel. So Amari Cooper yeah. is that perimeter guy. He acts he acts like a number one at all times. Right, right, right. So that's why I'm going with Cooper. Okay. He is the middle price guy between Gallup and CD. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to find that middle ground, brothers. All right. Or well, huh? go ahead. Oh no, no, go ahead before I start going my. Uh, I was, I was, ju- I was just gonna say, is this, is this gonna be a week where, <clears throat> just like last week, you could have stacked the Bengals team, and it would have worked out. Like this week, can you? St- can you just pick three cowboy players? Like, can you go Dak Cooper CD or Dak Cooper Gallup, and then have it work? You know what, Francis? You might be onto something. <laughs> you might be because fucking onto something. I'm. All I'm saying is, if Jared Goff dotted up the Cardinals, why wouldn't the Cowboys in this high-powered offense like move the ball on them? And, you want to know why? You want to know why, Francis? <laughs> Because they're the fucking Cowboys. <laughs> they're known to drop the ball in that field. Uh, yeah, you're right. We yeah. have to consider that. Yeah. All right. Hey, go ahead. Love C- being a continue fan. Continue on. All right. Yeah. So <laughs> we're moving down to value. And you know what? We're going to bring a comeback player here. Let's go. AJ Green made it to the lineup this week at 5,300 for the, the Arizona Green. Cardinals. Yeah, I like AJ Green this week. Definitely going to be a bounce back from last week. A measly 4.3 points. But that was just a bad performance overall by the stale Cardinals offense. So, you know what? I I expect a little bit more oomph this week against my Cowboys. So, um, Mm. I just know someone better go off against the Cowboys this week. Because there's always one, at least one. And quite honestly, it's not going to be a running back, I don't think. I think it's going to be a receiver that kind of, you know, torches someone up. Anthony Brown's about to get torched up by A.J. Green. (laughs) Yeah. So A.J. Green's going to have a great day. He's at Mm 5,300. Great price. Yeah, I love it. Now, going into my last value pick, and this is where things get interesting. And I weirdly like this pick, but fuck it. At five thousand five hundred, we got Darnell Mooney. Uh, uh, I do like it. Uh, I like it. Uh, uh, Darnell Mooney. I don't care what quarterbacks throw into him. Fucking Foles, Dalton, Fields. Fuck. Even throw uh. throw fucking Matt Nagy out there. <laughs> Mooney Mooney's gonna get his targets. Mooney yeah. is going to the moon this week. <laughs> to the I moon. Like it. Mooney to the moon. Mooney to <laughs> the fucking moon. Let's go. It's a great matchup. <laughs> Struggling Giants team. Weirdly, the Chicago Bears have been doing better on offense lately. Weirdly. Right. You know, right. so why not tread up with Darnell Mooney? Like I said, no, don't matter what quarterback is in there, he will score points for you. That is a good point. Those are my picks. Who else you like, Francis? 
Um, as a possible pivot play or even a possible two stack play, two where stacks. you could play both of these players. Uh, mm-hmm. I like Pittman Jr. Ooh, I like Pittman Jr. against the Raiders. Um, even no Wentz, if there is no Wentz. Yes, because what I've noticed was, and this is what I've noticed from the Lions game and from the Saints game recently, both mm-hmm. games, the backup quarterback had to go in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even the Saints put in their third stringer. Mm-hmm. And both times they leaned on their number one receiver pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. So St. Brown got a lot of looks. And then mm-hmm. Callaway was, I think, the most efficient receiver that day mm-hmm. um, for for the Saints. So I think even if the backup goes in, I think they're more they are more inclined to use their number one just because they know okay that's my most talented guy, mm-hmm. um, and he's my main guy. I'm gonna stick to what I know the main route is. <laughs> yeah. Um. At Pitt, Pittman Jr. He he is a big body too. He is a big target. He's not some small uh receiver where you have to you know fit it in such a tight little window just to get it to him. Like he you could throw it up there and he can go get it. Mm-hmm. Um. And I also like to pick on players, like I said, that I know are talented or I know they're the number one in their position on their team. And they've gone a very long streak of not scoring a touchdown. Michael Pittman Jr. has not gotten into the end zone since week nine. Week nine. I don't like that. You got to score. He got to score. And since week nine, he's gotten, you know, to 12 points, 17 points, 6. So basically you got to the teens three times. But yeah, in each of those games, he didn't score a single touchdown. Mm-hmm. The very last game, he got targeted 12 times, 8 receptions, 82 yards, 16 points, but no touchdown. So I think versus the Raiders, I think I think there is a good chance he, he finds the end zone this time around. Okay. Um like it. Uh on top on top of the volume that he could possibly get. Because I you also do have to remember the Raiders are mathematically they're not they're not um eliminated yet. You know, mm. they're they're playing for their season still. So they're gonna come out trying to win this game, even though they know they're massive underdogs. Mm-hmm. They're still gonna come out and, and give them their best punch. So if they do somehow make this a close game, the Colts are gonna have to throw it once in a while. Um so yeah, Pittman Jr. I think is a possible play. Um mm-hmm. on the top part, top top guys. It's so hard. Dude, like there's so many good matchups up here. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> um Okay. I like Waddle, but Waddle Waddle. I also I also think he's in for kind of a cool off week. This man has been very hot since like week 11. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think possibly um, since, you know, the last four games, he has had massive games and uh, other teams are seeing that Waddle is being utilized a lot. Mm-hmm. I do think uh, maybe Tennessee Titans do kind of plan for him which is going to force Tua to kind of go Devontae Parker or Gusecki. So I kind of like Devontae Parker for a bounce-back game. He's at 5,200. He goosed it last game. No targets. Um, None. No targets. Because Latim, I mean, it it was kind of expected almost. Um, Like, that was just my bad for playing him. I just thought uh, Dolphins would spread the ball around a little more. But I think Lattimore did 
kind of stay with Parker just because Parker plays the one mm-hmm. on that team. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yeah, I, th- I think Par- Devontae Parker has an easier matchup this week. I think he has a, a bounce back game and he gets his targets back because mm-hmm. yeah, he's not he's not used to not getting targeted at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than those guys, like I agree with you. I really like Mooney this week for a value play at mm-hmm. fifty five hundred. I was looking at him tough mm-hmm. and. And I think I think he does have a pretty big game if it's not Montgomery. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about Brandon Cooks? He's officially back. Yeah, activated. He is back, and I, 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 I allow it. Uh, it's a viable play. I, I mean, the, the Niners are very weak when it comes to the passing game. Cooks mm-hmm. is going to operate as their one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I do. I see a high volume game for Cooks. And if David Mills is throwing dots like he was against the Chargers, you you could see ten receptions, close to a hundred yards, possibly. Interesting. Interesting. You could. Um. Mm-hmm. How about Hunter Renfro? Renfro has a has a bounce back game as well. Um. I uh, he's kind of been triple coverage or double cut just because. <laughs> I th- I I think they know um that is really oh. the only comfortable target on on with no Darren Waller's offense. Yeah. Yeah, that's what that's what it looks like. I I think he should have a bounce back though. He last two weeks he's been 6 points, 13 points. Um and then total targets for the last two games has been 8. Mm-hmm. Um so he should get closer back to the eight to twelve targets. I'm gonna guess. Yeah. Um, just depends how efficient that's gonna be, though. Yeah. Anything um, else? Anything else? No, I think. I mean, D- Diggs is Diggs worth talking about against the Falcons, or do you think they spread the ball around too much there? Did did we lose, buddy? Uh, no, 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 no. I'm thinking. I was just, just like doing shit. Oh, okay, okay. Um, Diggs. I like Diggs in this matchup. I just don't think he's going to be top three this week. Mm. That's what I'm thinking for for performances. Performances okay. wise, but I think Diggs will do okay. it definitely. Like okay. I don't know, it's just Buffalo has been using Diggs as the security blanket. So you know, every now and then you see him break away, like his touchdown against New England. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, it's been a while since you've seen that. Like that type yeah. of that like that type of touchdown, you know? Yeah. No, I hear you. So that's why I'm kind of backing away from Diggs because it could be someone else shining that that week. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Oh, what so, happened? What happened? I yawned. Yeah. <laughs> we me. are getting into the late hours of the night tonight. It, it, it you, got me. You did just get off of work. Yeah, it's a doozy. Mm-hmm. Um, but let me wrap it up right. and then we'll pick yeah. our, our, our wide receivers. All right. Go for it. Starting off our top moneymaker, Debo Samuels, 8,700. 
a our second moneymaker. Ooh, excuse me. Mari Cooper, six thousand six hundred. Now we talking about value here. Up next, AJ Green, five thousand three hundred. Value, value, value. And our last value pick, we got Darnell to the moon, Mooney. To the moon, Mooney. Five thousand five hundred. Those are my receivers this week. Now it's time to set the lineup for these receivers. Who do we pick? Who do we start? I kind of want to just off top start with Mooney. <clears throat> we oh, do you need like, a value play. Oh, you like the Mooney play right away? I like it. We're getting right teams. away. You're getting to the nitty gritty right there. Oof, Mooney looking nice. I mean, I I also really like Debo. It's just I don't know if we're gonna be able to fit him here. You know um, what? We'll, we'll fit him in for right now and see what we could play with during the tight okay. end flex defense. Okay, so let's try to kind of go value ish here. Yeah. Who, um, do you, who do you like value wise this week, Francis? We could, um, we could go, Mr. Pittman Jr. I can I I feel comfortable going Pittman. I feel comfortable with AJ Green for a bounce back. Mm-hmm. I feel comfortable with Devontae Parker. I liked what you I said. Think ab- I, I like what you said about Devontae Parker. I really did. Yeah, yeah. I I really do feel like his targets. Because look, when you look at early in the season, it's seven nine seven nine. Then he goes to eleven. Mm-hmm. Takes the lowest dip to five, and then went back up to mm-hmm. eight. And then, so Settle. I do feel like after this goose, he, he should bounce back up to seven to ten yeah. this next game. Yeah, he and, really should. And if you draft him, um, he should at least give you an average of like fifteen. I feel. Yeah, fifteen. Fifteen from Devonte Parker as the number one in, in the Dolphins is not asking for too much. Yeah, anything, especially at this price. Um, I'm down. With so it. if you if you. Okay, I'm if you're down with, down it. with it, we could we could lock in Parker. I like it. So we got Mooney, Parker, Debo, and then we have an average remaining of three point eight. But you know, defense could definitely knock that down. So yeah, let's just um, let's just start off with defense since it's like th- probably the okay. easier one to um, work around. You know, I I have a defense under three k, but I just feel like it's so mispriced that I'm like, am I walking into a trap here? And that would be the Colts defense at twenty nine hundred. Mm, okay. Um, I they're at home. They're they've been playing really good defense, but the price does kind of sketch me out a little bit. I, I would have mm. expected them to be around thirty two or higher. Don't mm. really know why they're under three k. Uh, yeah, but. maybe it's because they didn't know who was coming back from COVID, and mm. you know they played against Arizona and they didn't get that many points not too mm. sure but I, I i like colt's defense because they could get sacks i don't think they're right. gonna allow that many yards or points this week mm-hmm. that, that, that's a mm. nice play for really cheap yeah you know and and last week was the only week all season where they didn't record one single sack mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I, that is due so, because of certain players being out because of COVID. Yeah. But even then only allowed 16 points. So, I mean, if you feel comfortable at 29 with the Colts, I, mm-hmm. I like them. I, I do have them as one of the locks of the week for defense. Mm-hmm. Um, unless, 
but but I am curious if you do see any other matchups that you well, kind of really like. You know what really carries weight in defense is can you turn the ball over? Can you score? Can you sack? Yeah. Do you see any yeah. matchups where that happens with a heavy with with <sighs> with a lot of weight saying into that? Because like, even though it looks bad. Cowboys defense is still pretty good pick, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I I, I couldn't even argue that. It's just they are they are at thirty two. Mm-hmm. Just because I mean, look at the last four games, monster games from the defense. But they're not even the top wow. defense. That's the crazy thing about mm-hmm. it. It just just because of matchup, just because it's still mm-hmm. the Cardinals, mm-hmm. and even though the Cardinals have been trending down, um. They are considered a pretty high-powered offense still. They so are. I think that's why. Um, mm-hmm. But you're right. I, 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 think, I think the Cowboys definitely should have been a top-three defense. Like I think, yeah. I think the Niners and the Cowboys should probably switch prices. And if you look at it, uh, Cowboys is the only defense that has an average of 11.9. Like, no mm-hmm. one has double digits other than Cowboys, and they're still not uh, even, like... Yeah, yeah. You know. I mean the the Cardinals are trending down. Um they are you know it's $300 more for the Cowboys but I'm not opposed to it. Like I said just because um you guys are getting to the quarterback. Um it mm. is just interesting. It's going to be Kyler Murray. So Yeah. I don't know see the, me knowing the Cowboys, I don't know if we're fast enough or we play smart enough to defend a Kyler Murray runner like a mobile. Yeah. You know, yeah. the only thing I'm really banking on is mistakes from Kyler Murray. Yeah. Fumbles, I, interceptions, all that sorts. And, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like he's been kind of prone to that lately. Right. So I really, I like Colts, but I also like Cowboys as well this week. Okay. Well, do you want to, do you want to try to lock in the Cowboys and then see what we can play with? Or do you want to try? Yeah. Colts hey, yeah. Let's lock okay. in Cowboys. Okay. Yeah. Logging Cowboys. Uh and then we'll we'll see for tight end and then the flex. Um I mean if we're gonna have to go value I think the most expensive tight end we could go with is a Gaseki. That'll leave us three K after, but mm-hmm. it would have to be Gaseki and lower. Like it would have to be from Gaseki mm-hmm. down. Um Question, do you think the top five tight ends break the slate, though? Mm. And their matchups, too. Do you think any of these cats break the slate? I feel good about Gronk and Kittle. Okay. And it's hard to, it's hard to ignore Kelsey. Um, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think I I I would fade Andrews this week, and I'd I'd fade Pitts. Well, not not no, I wouldn't fade Pitts. Actually, Pitts could actually be a good start. But I think if I had to pick between the bunch, I would pick Gronk or Kittle. That's just what All my right. gut tells me, and I think Gronk is my favorite one. All right, let's, out of the out of the bunch. To be honest, let's put Gronk in. We will then we, we have, will work around this, but let's just put Gronk in and see what's up. Uh, so then we would have to drop Debo. 
Um, yeah. Or we would either drop Devo go and go like Cooper, or we, we, we or we go super value like like either drop Mooney or Parker, go super value like mm-hmm. in the three K range, and then it frees up uh, some money for the flex. Mm-hmm. Um. So I don't know which one you feel more comfortable with. Because dropping the Cowboys and Colts won't make a fucking difference. Yeah, I mean, it'll put us at 2,400, but yeah, we would still have to make a change somewhere. <laughs> we would have to get a struggling tight end. Not even. We couldn't even get a tight end. <laughs> yeah. We couldn't. We couldn't yeah. yeah. So let's look at the receivers. We're already going pretty low with the receivers as it is. Okay. Okay. So who who on the receiving end do you feel like is gonna go off? Just not at Debo Samuel's price. So are we downgrading Mooney or Parker? Or I, uh, we're gonna downgrade Debo. Oh, we're gonna downgrade Debo, okay. Yeah. Um Okay. If that's the case. Because the thing then... is we honestly have a lot to work with. If we downgrade Depot to like, you know, the 6,000 range, I feel. Because I feel like we're going to drop all the way down. Since we're not picking Depot, I feel like we start we start looking at T. Higgins down. Where's Higgins at? Um, He's 6,000. I mean, like, yeah, I, I would feel comfortable with Cooper, Renfro, and Cooks. Cooper. If we're gonna go from T T Higgins down to the six K, like right at six K, mm-hmm. I do I do like those three. I like Cooper, uh, Cooks, and mm-hmm. uh, who did I just say? And Renfro, yeah, Renfro. Okay, you know what? So if we go Cooper, we have four thousand two hundred left. Okay, and I, I think for the flex position, I mean, shit, Hunter Henry against the Jags is a great play, to, lo- in my opinion. That looks really nice, actually. <laughs> it does look nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I wouldn't be mad at that. Okay. And um, anyone else you feeling at four thousand two hundred? At forty two. <sighs> um. Not really. I feel like once it gets to the 4K, it's just very repetitive. Like, let me take a look at the 3.9, see if there's any sleepers there. Mm-hmm. Um, Zay Jones. Yikes. Yeah. No, nah, honestly, I think I think Hunter Henry would be our best play. Um, is there anyone that pops out to you? Uh, I'm looking. I mean. Nico Collins had a nice game for only four targets because he had a touchdown. That worries me because, like, Cooks didn't play. Uh Why didn't Nico get more targets? I don't know. Because that's that's interesting. That is interesting. Yeah, I would think he would have had a hell of a lot more um, targets. Mm. Now I'm trying to figure out who got... Who got the targets then? Oh, Dorsett came in out of nowhere and had, yeah, he had six. 
Yeah, Philip Dorsett. I think he had a couple big plays that game. Mm-hmm. But now he's out on the IR. Um, Shame, is man. He? Yeah. Oh man. And he came out of nowhere and. But yeah, I mean they he... spread the ball out because Collins had four, Dorsett mm-hmm. had six, then Chris Moore had four. Actually, I do remember seeing the stat sheet for the Texans that day, and you're right. Like, so many receivers were targeted. Yeah, different receivers. Now you're looking at the tight ends, and they even got some targets. They got got a good amount of targets there, too. Yeah. They literally were like, somebody make a play. (laughs) And then Rex Burkhead said, fine. I guess so. Give me 20. Give me 20, (laughs) please. So, yeah, yeah, that's a little interesting. Yeah, I, if we're going 4,200, I scrolled all the way down to about 3.5K. I still am walking away with Hunter Henry just because he has been a red zone guy. Um, mm-hmm. And I do see the Patriots getting into the red zone quite often in this game. So Yeah. Now, here's um, here's one because he's been getting used a lot lately. Cole mm-hmm. Komet. Komet. Met. Actually, you know what? Matt. I made a lineup earlier. And I'm not going to lie. I, I do have Komet in one of the lineups. Um, mm-hmm. Because the thing about Komet is all season long, he's been getting the targets. But he has not scored a touchdown. It's like once they get to the red zone, he they attempt to. Like Nick Foles tried this past game, mm-hmm. couldn't connect. But then he connected with Jimmy Graham. Yeah. Um, and then when you look at Jimmy Graham, Jimmy Graham's getting one target or two targets, but he's getting one touchdown with it. Yeah, and stealing the touchdowns. So it's kind of annoying. Like, Komet is the clear starting tight end. He's getting all the targets. Yeah. And I, I feel like he should get into the end zone before the season ends, yeah, honestly. There's no reason why he is touchdownless this season. Yeah. Like, look at all those targets. Eventually, those targets have to equate to touchdowns. Yeah. Um. So... I mean, you're right. I, I actually wouldn't mind taking a chance with Komet. That does give us $800 uh, dollars back. I don't know if you want to put that somewhere. Uh, if we get those eight, you could, $800 back, you know where we're going. Well, where are we going? I mean, I see a possible shift in Devontae Parker to Brandon Cooks, but what were you thinking? Right. Right. No, we're 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 short by two hundred. We're short by two hundred. Oh, the Rashad Penny. Yeah, I mean, you could you could go from Cowboys to Colts and then go we Penny. Could. If that's what you want. Damn, um, you want if you you, hey, you want to do it? It's just if the Cardinals come out cold as shit and confirm what I what I'm thinking about them of them not being a second half team then the Cowboys about to whoop on this ass. They um, are. If if that's the case they are. Uh, that's why that's why I'm saying like Cowboys isn't a terrible play and it is kind of hard. They are averaging 11.9 points like Yeah. How do you how do you how do you go away from that, right? Yeah, it's kind of hard to go away from that, even if it's a Arizona team. Um, I mean, shoot, what what what's the running back? We would be able to go up to Clyde, a questionable Clyde Edwards. Yeah, yeah. 
Like I said, we could go mm-hmm. to Darren Williams. We could, you know, do a little razzle. How much is Darren Williams? He is 5,900. Wait, 800. 800. Ah. Or, you know, oh, no, never mind. What are you thinking? I was going to look into Antonio Gibson, but he didn't really, he didn't practice this week. Hmm. Because, I mean, last time he played Philly, he put up 18 points. Yeah. I mean, honestly, with Clyde Edwards questionable, and even then, Daryl Williams has been getting a, a significant amount of touches still. Mm-hmm. Um, I I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed, honestly. I really wouldn't. With Daryl Williams? So, with Daryl Williams, I wouldn't be opposed to, to giving him a shot. If... If we're wanting to upgrade from o- Oakenbell, yeah, because my only other suggestion is we keep Oakenbell and then we we upgrade Parker to Cooks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also fine doing it this way, where we where we upgrade to Daryl Williams. I think, especially if Clyde Edwards is not going to play. All right, let's do it. Fuck it. All right, run that. All right. To review our official Buds and Sports lineup at the quarterback position, we got Joshua. I don't know his middle name, Allen, at 8,000. Let's go. Going against the Atlanta Falcons, ladies and gentlemen. Now to our two running backs this week. At first, coming back from a long absent, we got DeAndre. Too Swifty Swift at 6,000. Damn, that's a bargain right there. Fucking bargain. Mm. And our running back yep. two this week. Filling in for Clyde Edwards. Hilaire. We got Daryl Williams. 5,800. Big game, big game. Now to our wide receivers. We got up first, Daryl to the moon, Mooney, five thousand five hundred. Up next, we got Amari. Not too quick, quick. I just made that shit up. Cooper at six <laughs> six thousand six hundred. Quick hey. feet, ladies and gentlemen. Quick feet, Alabama product right there. And our third receiver, we got Devontae. Parker, 5,200. At the tight end position, we got the one and only Robert Gronkowski, 6,200. He's going to have a big game. He's going to have two touchdown game. Two touchdown. I'm calling it. Got to. Got to. For our flex, who is also a tight end, who also needs to get in the end zone. Cole McKit Kit Mick. Don't know how to pronounce <laughs> your last name. Three thousand four. Is it commit? Cole commit. I think it is Cole commit. Three thousand four hundred. Let's go. Yes, and for this is your week defense to round it out, we got a very very poorly priced Dallas Cowboys. Three thousand two hundred. <laughs> 
wasn't expecting that. Wasn't expecting that. I thought they'd be priced more, but hey, we'll take three thousand two hundred. We're hoping for a lot of turnovers, touchdowns by the Cowboys unit this week. Yeah, and we're hoping for a good show. Let's hope the Cardinals come out cold. Super cold. God damn it. I hope so. <laughs> I know you just you started the show, Francis, but I'm going to let you end it as well, sir. All righty. No worries. That is it, guys, for our week 17 DFS DraftKings Sunday Millionaire Maker. You know we get to this every Thursday. They drop Friday mornings, our bread and butter. Um, and, yeah, we Look haven't had a big win boys. since week four, but – we're going to close it out strong. We're closing it out strong. Week 17, week 18. Join us because it's the last two weeks for the Sunday slate, Millionaire Maker, and then we get into the playoffs. Yes. <clears throat> make sure you make sure you follow the Instagram, follow the mm-hmm. YouTube, the Twitter, all the social medias. You know where to find us. Buds and Sports, all, social, um, all streaming platforms. Fuck with your boys. Uh, this has been your host, Francis. I got my buddy Spuddy here with me today. Yes, sir. And... Uh, That's a wrap, y'all. Till next week. Peace.